afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Tyreek Hill's lawyer has issued a four-page letter to the NFL denying the child abuse allegations against the Kansas City Chiefs receiver. Hill's been told not to participate in teen activities after reviewing a troubling audio tape involving Hill and his fiancée, Crystal Espinal. Audio on the tape as Hill's fiance asking him why the three-year-old son did, said daddy did it after suffering a serious arm injury last week. Hill's also heard yelling at her on the tape. The pair were investigated for child abuse, but the case was closed due to the lack of evidence over who committed the crime. In today's letter, Hill's attorney Trey Patton writes that his client will cooperate with the NFL's investigation and recordings have been made available to the league via the NFLPA. He's currently undergoing individual and family counseling. Hill, one of the most electrifying players in the league, ranking fourth in receiving yards last year with 1,479, 12 touchdowns, and earning a third consecutive Pro Bowl berth, too. The Buffalo Bills want Bills Mafia to chill out. The Bills now introducing Tailgate Village for the 2019 season in an effort to improve fan safety and the game day experience, they say. The Bills' pregame parties, legendary with fire, smash tables, all-out debauchery. It's wild. The new Tailgate Village will cost about 15 bucks per person. And the area will have tents, tables, and a house DJ trying to calm it down there in Buffalo. Afternoon baseball, lots of live action on the go. Let's hit the scoreboard. San Diego hammering Atlanta, 11-2 the final. Strom the win. Fulton Evans picks up the loss. Mets beat Cincinnati, one to nothing. What a day for Noah Syndergaard. He completes a game, a four complete game four hitter, 10 Ks, and the only run in the game, a home run, which he hit. Super super day for Thor. Mets won Cincy nothing. Minnesota up on Houston, 8-2. Berrios the win. He moves to 5-1. Peacock takes the loss for the Strohs. Twins take 3-4 from the Astros. Current action right now, Colorado. They're up on Milwaukee, 10-5 in the top of the eighth inning. Tampa Bay and Kansas City tied up at 1 in the top of 7. Later today, 4-0-5. St. Louis at Washington. Nats minus 165, over under 8.5. Hudson versus Strasburg. Later on tonight, Boston uh, at 8-10 p.m. Boston laying 170 against Chicago White Sox. Over under eight and a half. Price versus Giolito. Late game on the board. Most of this game, uh, most of the game's afternoon action tonight. Toronto and the Angels, the final game on the board. Angels minus 135. Total eight and a half. Sanchez versus Skaggs. The Cubs have reinstated shortstop Addison Russell following a 40 game suspension for violating the MLB's domestic violence policy. The 25 year old has immediately been optioned to Triple A Iowa. One more game in the NBA playoffs tonight. The Toronto Raptors are in Philadelphia to take on the Sixers. Eight o'clock tip. Raptors laying one and a half points here. Over under 217. This best of seven series tied at one. Boston Celtics president of basketball operations. Danny Ainge suffering a mild heart attack this week, but he is on the mend. The 60-year-old who suffered a mild heart attack and back in 2009 received immediate medical attention and is expected to make a full recovery. Great news there. Ainge is going to be able to return to Boston tonight. A pair of games in the NHL playoffs. First of the double bill goes at 7.30. Columbus hosting Boston. Jackets minus 130. Total five and a half. They lead the best of seven series, two games to one. In game two at 10 o'clock, Colorado plays SJ Sharkey. Avalanche minus 125. Total set at six. San Jose leads the best of seven there, two games to one. And the Sharks are now the betting favorite with most books, too, sitting at plus 325 to win the Stanley Cup. Let's hit the golf links for uh, round one of the PGA's Wells Fargo Championship from difficult Quail Hollow. Four-way tie for the lead right now at four under par. Uh, Patrick Reed is one of those players. Taylor, Laird, and Shank, all minus four right now and still on the course. Kelly McCrimmon has been promoted to general manager of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, so Edmonton, their GM search is still going to keep on going on. 
Red, Red Wings and Maple Leaf hockey legend uh, and Hall of Famer Red Kelly passing away today at the age of 91. Kelly's eight Stanley Cups are more than any player in the National Hockey League history not to play for the Montreal Canadiens. He's been voted as one of the 100 best players of all time and his number four has been retired from Detroit and Toronto. Omaha Beach scratch from the Kentucky Derby, the new favorite now. We have uh, Roadsters 9-2 in this race there. He's 9-2 and probable 5-1. Maximum security 6-1. Tacitus 8-1. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around. Red Heat Rage Radio with me and Gabe Renzi host coming up next. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready to rage your radio, fantasy sports, or radio network, iHeartRadio. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Throw it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. On this uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, we've got a couple of NHL uh, playoff games on tap this evening. Just the one NBA playoff game is unfortunately, as the weather starts to get uh, mercifully a little bit uh, better, it means there's less games on camp. We're already at that time of the year now where it's like, ugh. Depressing. It's only Depressing. one game here, two games there. Don't like yeah, it, Gabe. Don't like uh, it. I don't like to look at the board and see one and two. I like the full slate. I want the yeah, full like meal deal. When you only got one game on the board and two games on the board, it's like being walking a tightrope. It's like being an acrobat. There's no net underneath. There's no other game unless you want to try to get your money back and put 300 bucks on a Seattle Mariners or something like that. Yeah, yeah what do I do? Challenge my neighbor to a 40-yard dash in the garage? Yeah, you're right. There's nothing going on here. <laughs> we can grab a couple uh, rats and race them in the, in the dome. I think you'll beat I don't them. Know what to do. You can run for a too. big guy. I've seen you. Uh, oh, the Filipino guys have no idea what I can do. They uh, they kind of think I'm like this big uh, lumbering bear, but they don't realize that I'll maul them. I see these guys, and they hack darts, too. You think I have an unhealthy lifestyle? Those guys smoke, smoke three packs a day. They might not even make it to the 40-yard line. Your, your, your neighbors can't run 40 yards. The guys are drinking no. beer and smoking. They're smoking all day. They're playing They're Dude, playing they, cards all day. Gabe, they don't work. I don't know what they're they wives. Do. Yeah, their wives are in better shape than they are. Oh, by far. Their wives are yeah. the best. Is I see the guy the other their day. Their wife would beat you. My buddy's on <laughs> yeah. the wife. Oh, you yeah, the, the money's husband. on the yeah, wife. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. The money's on the wife. The guy's sitting in a lawn chair having a dart, and I watch the guy's wife. She's got eight bags of groceries. Hey, aren't you going to help her? Guy's like, hey, babe. <laughs> she just finished 18-hour shift at the hospital, oh, nurse. Guys. Yeah, that's great. 18-hour <laughs> shift. She brings home the groceries, probably coming home to cook, and he's sitting there hacking a dart in a lawn chair. What a life. It sounds, it sounds uh, good. God. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. He needed right, Dallas uh, last night, buddy. That saved my night. After the Islanders lost, I was like, uh, I, I really need this one. That was huge. But uh, what can you say, buddy? Uh, the game, that series is getting a little rough. A lot of cheap shots, hitting the goalie from behind, stuff like that. Uh, I'd like to see an old school brawl pretty, pretty soon. Goaltenders hacking each other. That's more like it. Yeah, the Islanders are all but done <laughs> right now. Oh, no, no. Honestly, they didn't even play that bad. Like, it's just, they're just, you said it. They got all the breaks versus uh, Pitt. Now, nothing's going their way. Like, it's just they can't score. It's just they're really having problems. Also, I don't like their style. They should throw it from anywhere. When you have a hot goaltender and a hot team, you got to score cheesy goals. It's the oldest trick in the book. Don't make it perfect. Yeah, but they're they're overthinking things now, though. 
Exactly. That's what happens. They're exactly starting to overtake. It. They're not like they're they're gripping the, the nothing's going their way. Yeah, it's almost like their own life. Heads. Yeah, it's like they're you know you missed you missed the uh, the subway by like ten seconds. That's what's going on there. It's like Cam. Basically, the Islanders are a guy who comes down the steps, just misses the subway, and the guy in front of them just gets in the door. The door closes, and he looks down, and he finds a hundred bucks. He picks it up. Hey, look at this! Found a hundred bucks. You're like, damn. I was just like two seconds away from that, but somehow, like, I ended up behind this guy. That's the Islanders. Like, they're always like, they're about to score, they're about to score, they're about to score, and then boom, Carolina scores. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that commercial game. The other guy walks in. He gets the subway, but his friend's got a box of KFC. He's the real winner. Yeah. All right. So we're off to the, uh, the retro power hour starting here. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Why are people tweeting me about Kentucky Fried Chicken right now, Cam? Um, it's funny. I just mentioned Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Bruce Shad says, I am at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and he just put the receipt in, and I retweeted him and said, I am craving Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm going to hit the $14.99 eight-piece and fries after the show. So Kentucky Fried Chicken, hot topic. $14.99 eight-piece eight piece. bucket and fries. Oh, that's what you're going for. for On uh, my radar, exclamation point. Trending. That's a great deal. Trending. That's trend. Yep, trending. Bruce Chad mm. eats, like, more unhealthy than you do, actually, somehow. But oh, he's, like, dude. skinny. He's like me. He can eat anything. I don't think he can. I don't know, though. We've never seen him. So is he, he, he doesn't seem to be a bit. Yeah, I think he is. Well, look at his menu, too. He got, a, like, a Pepsi there. He's got a missile of Pepsi. He upgraded I'll tell you what he got here. So he's got uh, the Trilogy. It's called the Trilogy Box Meal. Yep. Spicy Big Crunch. Mmm. He upgraded to the mega from the individual size fries. I like it. Macaroni salad. Good call. Bottle of Pepsi. Sure. And then he got a, uh, he just got a little mini uh, gold bucket. Tender. Originally, yeah. originally recipe, original recipe tenders. Two piece, three forty nine. Food and beverage subtotal, $15.83. See, I'm going to tell you why I'm a, an expert. I'm surprised like, though Bruce has sent this because he doesn't he doesn't leave the house often. Like I'm I'm surprised you didn't just like you know KFC deliver Bruce. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't want to pay the five ninety nine delivery. Yeah, he had a lot of money. That. No, That's the thing. I don't like I'm done with delivery fees, man. That's where they gouge you. And think about this, Gabe. Bruce's uh his 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 meal's nice, but for fourteen ninety nine I get eight pieces in a bucket. That's a lot of chicken. That's the deal. Yeah, I don't really see what he got here for 15 bucks. He got a That's spicy big crunch sandwich, a, a fries that are out there. Even their big fries are small. Little yeah. macaroni salad, small. Bottle of Pepsi and two tenders. Like, yeah, I don't see the 15 bucks. Yeah. I want, where's like, 
Yeah, I don't understand this, Bruce. Like you can get like the four piece meal for like eight ninety nine or something like that. You get that nice piece of bread or biscuit with it. That's in right. Canada, they do the bread. In Canada, they do. They give you a piece of bread. They put butter on Buttered it. Bread. Buttered yeah, soft yeah, it's bread. Pretty good. And just what I need: more bread after the bread and butter. And butter, exactly. And it's go, soft the, bread to too. go with the grease <laughs> of the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Abe, that bread is so soft, you can like roll it up into a snowball. Like it's softer than Wonder Bread. I don't know how they make it, but it's light. Yeah, but lots of butter. Correct. Probably. Yeah, you spent a lot bread. of money. Fifteen eighty-three. Man, you're getting I ripped off, better. Bruce. Yeah, I, I like what you did with the sides, Bruce. But I think we could do better. You basically paid fifteen bucks for a spicy big crunch and two two tenders. Yeah, and a small macaroni salad. And what are you talking about? You're getting eight piece bucket and fries for fourteen ninety nine. Family fries too, the big one. Yeah. So then then I can splurge for the gravy. Dinner's hot. Dinner's ready, Gabe. Yeah. And then a bottle over. of Pepsi. Yeah. Like a bottle of Pepsi with it. Buddy, I told you, when you come back home, we'll do that. If you drop by, we'll have some KFC like old times. I, I'm really got a hankering for it now. After I saw Bruce's receipt, I just all I could think of right now. I could get KFC if I uh, use Uber Eats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you? How, how do you like that Uber Eats thing? Uh, I don't like I've their, never uh, used del- delivery charges again. I've used it once, and it's just one of those things. I would rather, even when I order a pizza, I, I have a beat-down car. The delivery game, it takes out all the all the money you save from coupons and beautiful things. It's just so what's the deal with an Uber Eats? So it's like they add like five bucks delivery yeah. and then you got to tip the guy on top of it. So you're paying like an extra 10 bucks for McDonald's or something. Ding, 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 ding. You got it, buddy. You got to tip the guy, too. It's his job. You're not going to like leave him with nothing and you got to make it respectable. So I just <laughs> not, I'm just really not down with that program. I'll do it myself. It's funny, I open up the mailbox, and I got a whole new fresh batch of KFC coupons, too. I've already cut them out, ready to go. I have them all categorized and ready to go. Big crunch here, bucket here, ready to go. Uh, fortunately, I just ate a sandwich before the show started. Otherwise, I'd be like, damn, I'm yeah. hungry right now. But I am. I am. Normally, we don't start panicking about what we're going to eat until like 6.30. Six. The, uh, yeah, the like DFS hours. When, you're already in a panic. I know, it's... I, I mistimed my day today, Gabe. I, guess so. I had to get back from uh, the city, so I kind of rushed. So, yeah, I'm really yeah, even Cardano, okay. Cardano asked me, he's like, what's the deal with Cam and being in a kitchen? Where the hell is this guy? I said, uh, he'll be back in a bunker today. Oh, yeah, he didn't uh, like my girlfriend's place, so I got to put the system somewhere. There's nowhere else to put it. Like, you tell me, like, you need a computer and a table or whatever. Yeah, it was the kitchen. Just set up a studio in her living room. She won't mind. Set up like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like fantasy sports. Yeah, just put, yeah. put all posters and stuff there. Get a big Michael Jordan poster. Tyler, listen, it's, it's one way care. or the other, honey. If you say I don't, you know, I don't, we don't hang out enough. This is what's got to happen. Be great, be great. It'd be great. Just put a big picture up. Put a big bit like fantasy sports network banner and put a big poster yes. of you and me up. That's <laughs> what I was thinking about doing. Yeah, it'd be awesome. She could see it every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Actually, you're right though, Gabe. I really enjoyed going out of town because now that I'm a hermit and just like all all my laughter's from guys in my. Oh, you're screwed now. Acting arts, yeah. Like I feel now I'm back. Portuguese shows not even there. No. All you've got, if you've got, you've got, yeah, you you can go trade some furniture and drink some beer with the Filipino guys at least and smoke some cards. You mentioned that. Play some cards today. I go. 
Where's my? Do they watch the Raptor games? Here? They probably like the Raptors oh, yeah. in they the love garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they love sports. They always they, they they're all about the the best thing about them is it's just the hometown team though. Not like me and you. Like they don't play the board. It's all Raptors, Jays, Leafs. Like they're very very localized with their sports love and boxing fights. When Manny Pacquiao's fighting, oh man, it's a party. They bring over everybody. That like I'll tell you on any type of boxing what would happen? Night, those guys rock the garage hard. Like that's what, what would happen if I went over there. I'm over there with them after a couple of beers, and I just say Manny Pacquiao sucks. <laughs> you wouldn't be welcome back to the to the complex. <laughs> I have a feeling uh, you get a band. Yeah, I think they would. Even if I was like, you're my friend, I'd say your tall, bald buddy there. He just insulted the Philippines. He's got to go. I think Kurtz's wife. I think Kurt. Kurtz's wife's a uh, Filipino too. He's always telling me like she yeah. cooks all these dinners and whatever. And he's a he doesn't like to try exotic food. He's a real uh, meat and potatoes guy. He tells me. I'm like, wow. I go, you should eat your wife's food if she cooks it. What a shock, Kurtz. Doesn't him try exotic food. Yeah, yeah Kurtz is like crap. Guy doesn't leave his house. No, he doesn't. See, that's the problem. That's why I went to the city. That's why Cardano says, "What's up with the cupboards, Gabe?" I had to get out of here. I told you I was going nuts. <laughs> Seeing it, it was like Groundhog yeah, 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 Day yeah. every day. I saw the same people. It was like you when you lived at Marenzi Studios there, man. Oh, I know, starts, I know. It's a feeling there was where a you start to camp. feel like you're not living. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. Like, I, Every day, it's, yeah, it becomes one. It wraps into, like, uh, yeah, you get paler and paler and stuff. And I'm telling like you, at first, at first, you're like, oh, this is great. I told oh. you this, too. You're like, all right, great. No more go train. I'm like, yeah, you'll see. It's a different type of life. <laughs> Next thing you know. You're sitting in the dark 18 hours a day. It's, your life is just connecting things. Oh, I gotta, it's like it just comes into one. I remember when I was in Toronto, I did the shows, a lot of different formats, Cam. And same thing, man. I realized that. I was like, this blows. And I set it up. I wanted to do it where I was going to do the show every day from 4 o'clock, basically from Wild Wings. Yeah. Because it was more exciting to get out, have a couple of beers, talk to the waitresses, people in the bar. You know what I mean? And do, do just do the show there, to, to add to it, uh, add to it a little bit. But this summer we'll be on the road. Uh, you know we've got quite a few little mini trips coming up, but the show will go on. Uh, great with today's technology, and our special uh, Star Trek boxes, man. We can broadcast from anywhere. <laughs> and your awesome producer, yeah. and your awesome producer. And uh, yeah, and our boy Yang. What's yeah. up, Yang? Yeah. What's going on there, buddy? I was gonna say, uh, Cam. Next time you're drinking with the Filipinos, man, tell them bring out the uh, the lumpia. That is awesome. What's it called? Lumpia. Lumpia. It's like a like a Filipino egg roll. It's amazing. Oh, they have that oh, dipping with the sweet and sour egg. sauce, buddy. Oh, buddy, you are, you had me at you had me at egg roll. Sounds great. I've never had Filipino food. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, man. Some like uh, lumpia and some pancet. Oh, amazing. They like to eat. Love barbecue too, Marenzi. When the summer yeah, they like rolling, barbecue. Right? Oh, they're really happy in the summer. Like, aren't they like? It's isn't it like uh, they're like Portuguese and like Argentinians? Don't they love like just big slabs of meat on like a metal pole and stuff like that? Perfect. Yep. Shave, shave, shave. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, now on YouTube. I'm Dibble Moretzi, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, uh, throwing it down uh, with us. Um, I just wanted to get to this. We'll bring Whale Capper in. And, you know, Whale Capper's the type of guy I think, Cam, that probably would do well on Jeopardy. Yes. You know what? Come on, man. The, guy, the guy's measuring, like, uh, earthquakes and stuff like that. Very true. You and I can't even spell Richter scale. <laughs> like, you're right. I'd spell it like Mike Richter. Yeah, if they put us on the clock, Richter's exactly. <laughs> Mike Richter scale. You'd, you'd think like you'd be like shit. What did it say on the back of that jersey? Richter. What was R- Richter? R I C H. Yeah, Richter. Um. So yeah, so Jeopardy champion James Holhauser. The guy keeps winning. All right, but he only won by eighteen bucks the other night. Wow. And so. Now he's he's already getting cocky though and stuff like that. So he did an interview and they asked him, you know, all right, so we keep hearing, you know, pro sports gambler, pro sports gambler. So he said, Yeah, what he really wanted to do was be a major league baseball general manager. And he said he grew up and he was a fan. He didn't want to be a player, but he was a fan of Billy Bean and Theo Epstein. And like he's analytics and you know, he wanted to be a baseball guy and and uh, he goes, but, you know, life goes on and et cetera. And now he's talking, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, well, now maybe things are different. He's considering actively pursuing a front office career. And he goes, I would at least have to think about it if the right offer came along. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, bro, you've won Jeopardy 14 times in a row, right? Good for you. Ken Jennings won Jeopardy 74 times in a row. I ain't making him the GM of my Buffalo Bills. I know. Like, I know. Like, bros, how about the ego on this guy? All right, we get it. You're good at Jeopardy. I, I, doesn't mean you could be the GM or the Dodgers. <laughs> Let's bring Whale Capper in right now. What do you think, Whale Capper? I mean, there's a precedent. Haralabob got hired by a front office in the NBA. Uh, people can make the leap. Oh, uh, yeah, and, good. You know, you're right. At, at some point, uh, you know, at some well, point, is... if you have a skill set, if you have a skill, I mean, I don't know how good a pro gambler he is. This guy is obviously amazing at Jeopardy, but let's, you know, let's definitely separate those skill sets because, uh, you know, for sure, being especially fast on the buzzer and having, you know, having an ability to, you know, you know, game theory, you know, your way past two other opponents in a quiz show is is very different than constructing a. Uh, you know, a multi-level organization and, and talent evaluate baseball and, you know, and then, you know, find inefficiencies and, and optimize them. I mean, that is a very, very different uh, skill set involved for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if you're a professional gambler and you have, uh, you know, an ability to identify an edge that the market otherwise is not identifying and you can use that to your advantage to, to win money betting sports, then, you know, it, it is in the interest of professional sports teams to to seek out and you know reach out and and try to 
you know, try to improve their organization by utilizing those skills and talents as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating kind of crossover and, you know, the more and more, uh, that yeah. uh, sports betting becomes accepted and, and, you know, part of mainstream culture. I bet you'll see more of this. But I'll say this. I'll just state just because he can name, you know, all uh, seven characters on the Brady Bunch, like you said, yeah. doesn't mean he's going <laughs> to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But as a, as a, as do what I said, Will Capper, and I've told this to a few people, and I've told it to a few handicappers who have been on the air with us, and none of them like it. They all sort of get silent after because I think they're like, oh, no, no, don't do that. And it just goes to show, Cam, as well, about how this James Holzhauser guy thinks bigger than I do. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, I'm winning. He's like, man, I always wanted to be a baseball GM. And like you said, he's in Sports Illustrated now. They're talking about it. Right? So he's like, yeah. people are taking it seriously. Yeah. So he threw it out there. I told people, I was like, man, if I was this guy, I'd already have the website done, and I'd become a handicapper. Like, um, like yeah, that's how right, little right. I think. Because basically, I'd be, I'd sell it. I'd have my face on a thing, and I'd be like, I'm the guy that won Jeopardy 22 game, 22 nights in a row. I know everything, including who's going to cover on Monday Night Football between the Vikings and the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to say this, though, guys, his gambling, his gambling is, is, is blowing these people away. Every time there's a problem with this guy, the problem with the regular person is this guy just goes balls deep every single time, every single time, every single time. And, you know, Gabe, when you've been in situations in whale cappers, you gamble that six foot putt. If you've done it and you're playing your buddy for a thousand bucks, you can hit it more than you miss. These other people, to them, it's just a trivia contest. But he's taken all the other elements and basically he puts their minds in orbit just the way he attacks the game show. It's brilliant. He had a he had an yeah. aggressive guy the other day. I don't watch it, but I read about it after. And I guess it was a sports analyst, whatever the hell that means. Like like yeah. you said, Will Capper. <laughs> was everybody yeah. sports analyst? He's a capper. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's like an, <laughs> an, yeah, an analyst sports guy from Boston. I think he's an MIT guy or some guy, smart kid. And he only lost by 18 bucks. Like 18 freaking bucks. He was right there. And Trebek is sort of hinting right now they're getting tired of him. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. he said off the top of the show, he goes, well, Hosanzer, he's won two weeks in a row. He's like, but you never know what's going to happen. He goes, the competition could be tough tonight. And then it was 18 bucks. It's like we said, guys, they're bringing in the heavyweights now. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, yeah, what about yeah. that smart, geeky guy in Iowa? Let's get him on the show this week. Like, they're going to start bringing in hitmen to take this guy down, uh, Will Capper. <laughs> I like it. I mean, they're getting the attention. Like, people are tuning in now to see if someone can beat them, so they better deliver on some legit challengers. I mean, it's, you know, this is... this so is. How would uh, you do? How would you do on Jeopardy? I've... I would probably be fine, but I don't think I could be of the of the level to to take down a guy who's been practicing and has the game theory down to this to this level. I mean, cer- certainly, uh, certainly, he's making the legitimate, strong plus EV decisions in terms of his gameplay, uh, and that's repeatable. Like you can copy his style of play and take away that advantage, which is good. Um, he seems to have a knack for, uh, you know, getting the button in, you know, getting the buzzer in, saying, you know, ahead of the competition. That's a big I'm, thing. You know, I, There's yeah, a lot of smart is, yeah. people. There's a lot of smart that people, but I also read that they said that he's actually the best ever at it. 
They're like, he's lightning yeah. fast. Because yeah. you know a lot of that times, everyone's kill. smart up there, right? You know a lot of other times the guy sat next to him thinking, man, I effing knew that answer, but That's this guy exactly. gets the buzzer so quick. I told you guys the story. I knew a dude, he made the cut, and he got booted off the set because he kept hitting the buzzer too quickly, and he was delaying the TV taping too much, and they finally told him, you're done. <laughs> like, That's awesome. He told me, he told so me that, yeah, he said you got to push it down hard. He goes, it's yeah, not, yeah. maybe they have an easier one yeah. now. It's sort of like, you know, like a pen. Like, yeah, it's, it's not just like, yeah, it's not just like a touch thing. You got to put like some it's force into it. Yes, your thumb. So it's like Holhauser probably knew this, this son of a bitch, right? Of course This guy was probably at home working his thumb out before he went there and stuff. Because he's just like, bang, bang, bang. Because you know a lot of guys know the answers. He's just beat into the punch all the time. Yeah, right. I mean, in reaction time is a skill, right? Like, you know, growing up a swimmer, like, there were some some sprinters who are just that much faster uh, at reacting to the buzzer. Uh, yeah, and that's stuff, an uh, enormously yeah. important advantage. It's huge advantage. You know, same same track track as well. Like you know, like you know, if you're you could be extremely fast, but if you're getting out of the block, you know, a, a tenth of a second slower than your competition, then you're toast because uh, the margins are that thin. Uh, and so you know, maybe he, he might have a skill at reacting to you know when to press the buzzer in a way that uh, is is kind of. You know, would 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 nuke someone who doesn't have that skill, and who the hell knows? Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's it's sure as hell has given Jeopardy a little bit of a shot in the arm and given them some cultural relevance because uh, it's been a long time since I heard anything about Jeopardy. What's uh, the over under? What's the over under for you think before he gets tossed? Then Morenci, you're saying it's close Ooh. for Beck. For Beck's getting sour. Guys are getting yeah. eighteen dollars behind. It's happening. Like how many more shows do you think if you were to make? A Vegas over under for this guy. How many how many lives do you think he's got? I say left? he doesn't get to two million dollars. I think he's at like one point five, one point six. He's winning a basically about ninety to hundred K a night type thing. I think he's so got you a think couple he's of done like six shows. Six yeah, shows. I think he's got about a week left or something. And they're you know they're gonna bring out it's it's great T V though. I'm gonna have to watch it like just for bring sure. out some like <laughs> librarian woman. You know what I mean? Like just bring out an assassin, deadly, no sense of humor chick that just like slaughters them. <laughs> you know, they need to lie too. Like, it's almost like the old like shows. I would just start like finding out. All right, he knows everything. Let's start hitting him with classical music and just like start going different <laughs> and shake, shake, shake it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. But you know, it's crazy, guys. So last Thursday. And we're seeing in the chat here, he only won by 1,000 the other night. See, it's getting closer, guys. I'm telling yeah. you. They've upped the contestants like that they're bringing in to play against them. But last week, so as it feels like forever. So last week, Whale Capper, you, me, and Cam, were talking about the NFL draft. And um, the NFL draft was broadcast on ABC as well. I didn't even know it was going to be broadcast on ABC. I didn't care. But anyways, oh. uh, huh. people were pissed. Long story short, Jeopardy got preempted. Jeopardy's like a syndicated for show, that? but I guess, yeah, I guess it's on a lot of ABC affiliates for the most part, with a couple of exceptions. So people were pissed. I'm missing the record setting. Like, hell, half have no fury. Like, Jeopardy fans, man. So, like you said, like, people are watching this because they want to see if he's going to break Ken Jennings' record. Uh, Ken Jennings won 74 shows in a row and only won 2 million bucks. This guy's only won like 14 shows and he's already at like 1.5 million or something. The money's bigger now, so it's a little bit different. But I think they're getting tired of paying them. And 
I think people, it's to the point where it's like people are sick of him. And it's like, all right, you got to go. Uh, right, all right, we'll take, yeah. we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll find out what Whale Capper has to say about the Toronto Raptors, we the North, and the Philadelphia 76ers. For whom the Liberty Bell tolls. Game time decisions continue. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Bacon Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dave Martinez weekday morning from 6 to 9. Then my buddy Lorenzi and Ranieri from 9 to 12 on the morning after here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network to get you caught up on all the previous night's action and prep for the sports wagering day ahead. You can also watch the broadcast on YouTube and participate in the chat room or watch it on Periscope, Twitch TV, or countless other popular platforms. Become part of the show. Tune in for the entertainment, the knowledge, and the extra money they'll be putting in your pockets. That's Make It Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez, then Gabe Morenci and Ranieri, 9 to 12 on Morning After. Everything starts at 6 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Back to you, Gabe. That's right. It starts pretty freaking early, Uh, 6 a.m. Early Early bird gets the worm, buddy. (laughs) All right, let's get to the basketball right now. Yep. Uh, Toronto Raptors minus one and a half. Uh, over under 217. Let's get an updated series price. And uh, came down a little bit, actually. Um, well, actually, it went up here. And it, no, it didn't come down. It, it, I was thinking of the 220. Check out uh, what is it at Bet365 now, Cam? Do you have that open? Do you have that yeah, book I'm open? Go so, so you want the series price, not the NBA championship yeah, price? Yeah, the series, series price? price. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, oh, listen, I played Whale Capper. I played the Raptors to win the series yesterday at minus 174. And I was a little pissed off because I thought it was, yeah, it was minus 160, like, right after they lost, like, immediately the other night. But I didn't get out to the book. So when I got there yesterday, it was 174, and I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll take it. So I was pissed off. But then when I got back home, I checked Bet365, which is a good book, like, to check numbers, like, accurate. And they were dealing Raptors minus 220. Now I look at FanDuel right now, where I played this yesterday, at minus 174. It's minus 198, so the money has come in on Toronto. Either that or they respect me so much, they moved the number after my <laughs> massive my massive $250 Raptor series price wager. What is it at uh, Bet365 now, Cam? Yeah, I'm still trying to find it here. It's uh, on the futures. <laughs> it's got NBA futures. It says, yeah, to win conference. No, we don't want that. We want series. It says game and series double. No. When will the series not taking finish? a whole hauser down. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, the win series. Found it. It Minus is confusing. 230. Yeah, yeah. It it is give confusing. me a break here. Like, I don't have a buzzer, and it's all green, and I can't see. And, yeah, anyway, it's 230, buddy. 230. Minus 230. Wow. Uh, so, Sixers uh, plus 190. So my minus 174 price isn't bad. What do you think, Will Cowley, about the price. series and coming into tonight game? Well, for sure, not just, uh, I mean, influential money has hit the Raptors tonight pretty hard. Uh, and I think that's probably reflected in the series price as well. 
Um, I don't know that I'm willing to get involved in the Raptors tonight. Uh, it's awfully, um, it's an awfully high energy environment in Philadelphia when, uh, uh, when you're talking <laughs> playoff basketball, uh, it's, it's, uh, and you know, and so, I mean, my, my approach to attack tonight's game, uh, I see some value on the Sixers in the first half. Uh, this was always going to be an extremely competitive series, expected this to go six or seven games. Um, and I still think nothing that I've seen so far has changed my mind on that. Uh, the Sixers have a couple of mismatches that they can take advantage of. Uh, they did a good job of that in game two. The Raptors, I mean, the Raptors were on a five-game win streak heading into that game two. Uh, so the, uh, the idea that there was going to be a letdown was not shocking. Uh, similarly for the Celtics, you know, in that, that second game against the Bucks, They were right here. You can only win you know, so many in a row before you have a letdown in the playoffs, especially. And, you know, you combine that with the fact that, you know, it's early in the series. There's not a ton of, uh, you know, there's not a ton of, uh, you know, urgency, I guess is the right word. Uh, And, you know, you get a, you get a little bit of a flat performance out of this, out of the Raptors. Uh, I didn't think the, you know, I I thought that the the officiating was pretty fair in game two. uh, And I would expect that you see another game tonight, which comes down to, you know, kind of who has the ball at the end and whether or not those shots, uh, you know, those, those players can make those shots. Um, I do love Kyle, Kyle Lowry in Philly. That guy freaking balls when he's in Philly. Uh, this is old stomping ground coming from Villanova. Uh, and like he always does like seem to play. Yeah, I, that, that's probably my favorite look, to be honest. I, I really like that Lowry over pop. And, Where you know, and I would expect when, yeah, when Lowry half, does I damage, see. it's, Okay, nice, nice. That's, that's nice. I, I like that. Uh, and when you know when Lowry does damage, uh, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like Lowry's not a playoff dynamo. Uh, he's running around out there looking like a fire plug. Uh, but you know, for sure, he does bring his best when he's in Philadelphia. He loves to get that crowd going, uh, and you know, in the in the away kind of you know, like put it in their face kind of way. Uh, he plays with that type of chip on his shoulder when he's on the road. Uh, so I, I like I like him to. Just get the uh, get the Raptors home uh, with a with a nice fourth quarter performance tonight. Uh, and, but uh, but as far as betting the game, I'm going to be looking for the Sixers to uh, to win the uh, first half, uh, and then um, I'm probably going to roll that into a second half under, depending on what the pace of play is like. If it's a little bit wide open in the first half, if we have something in the you know 110. Uh, 115 ballpark in terms of total points scored in the first half. I'm probably going to come in on that second half under expecting that we have a pretty tight game in the second half and that, um, you know, that it comes down to kind of possessions and, you know, in the last four minutes and who, you know, where you have, you're going through the, the entirety of the shot clock and, you know, you have a contested, you know, difficult shot to make to try to, to try to seal the deal. So um, should be a very fun game. The total yeah. is 217 points, guys. You're right, and, Gabe, uh, and it was 216 and a half. It's been hovering around. And Gabe, we talked about this yesterday. Whale, like the over for some whale capper. I'd be careful with the over. Like, look at this. Look at the Denver Nuggets game too. Like, like, look what's happening in these games. People are just blindly betting overs. It's it's not happening. Like, they're actually playing some defense in the playoffs. I think it's very very dangerous, whale capper, just to automatically assume these things are going over because teams are actually buckling down. Yeah, there's a lot of game. There's so, so there's specifically two game scripts that favor an under in the playoffs. One is a competitive game, and obviously these teams are relatively equal strength. 
And if you have a competitive game and you get into the fourth quarter and it's like, you know, in every possession, you know, the, the um, intensity ratchets up uh, and you have a scenario where you're not incentivized to foul late, you're incentivized to play good defense for 24 seconds, that will absolutely wipe out the clock in the fourth quarter and get your game under the total. Uh, the other thing that we see pretty commonly that happens in these playoffs when you're early in, these, early in the series uh, and one or you know, one team or the other plays especially well, um, you can have a scenario play out where they just kind of, they don't want to fire their bullets in the fourth quarter. They don't want to give away their strategic edges in terms of what they're trying to do to attack you. Uh, and so it'll just be kind of run out the clock in the fourth quarter if the game is out of reach. Um, and so those, you know, those two scenarios, you have to kind of consider what are either of these two in play before you make a play on a total for the full game. Uh, and I think both are, uh, you know, both are in play for most of the games in this series, uh, at least, uh, you know, early on here. Uh, and you know, it's, if I had to pick a side, you know, you know, I had to pick a total pregame, I'm probably looking under, um, but I don't think there's enough of an edge to really get involved. I think you're going to get a much better swing at it at halftime. Uh, if there's, you know, if, if it's pretty wide open first half, which Philadelphia 76ers games tend to be. The, the game won the first quarter. Uh, the first quarter was um, was high scoring. It really slowed down. The Raptors have played seven playoff games, six and one to the under. Um, only one game's got over it. In fact, they've only given up more than 96 points once uh, in the playoffs. I mean, even the game they lost the other night, they, they only gave up 94 points. Um, and they were right there late with the, with the missed uh, three. Philadelphia is an intense place to play one way or the other, right? It can also be intense in a negative way for the home team as Philly fans tend to turn on the team very, very quickly. That's and, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Sixer players complained about it against Brooklyn. Uh, and Bede and Ben Simmons both said it sucks. They're like, you know, it's not cool. And, you know, every time we take a shot, if you're going to boo after it's, you know, that's it's not making our life any easier. We need to be supported and we feed off the energy. But when they're hitting shots, the Philly fans are they're great. They're going crazy and stuff. The Raptors are going to have to just take that take that away from them. Raptors have been a good road team. It's an interesting dynamic with uh, with Kyle Lowry uh, going home and he usually mm-hmm. does play well uh, there. Kawhi Leonard is living up to his uh, reputation. 45 and 35, 80 freaking points, averaging 40 points a game. Uh, through the uh, through the two games. All right, so before we get you out of here, uh, Whale Capper, um, uh, tomorrow's games, uh, we go into uh, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Denver, Portland, and then you got uh, the Warriors. So we got about, uh, about four or five minutes here with you, four minutes or so. What catches your eye the most, and what, what's the best, uh, the best investment uh, for us moving forward? Mm-hmm. Anything catch your eye? I, I, I think the Celtics are a better team than the Bucks to be honest. And we haven't seen uh, enough solid play from, uh, from Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, to convince me that uh, he is going to be the difference maker in this series. Uh, I like the Celtics a lot in this game to bounce back. Uh, I felt like the officiating in game two was fairly lopsided in the third quarter. I felt like they did a, an especially poor job of kind of balancing things out in that third quarter when the Bucks went on that hellacious run uh, and pretty much put the game away. Um, you know, there was 
it's it's strange and it's unfortunate that we live in a world where the refereeing is so influential, uh, especially in these early series. But <laughs> the incentives are not well aligned. Like the referees want more games uh, and the NBA wants more games. Like there's a lot Correct. of uh, incentives here that are aligned to make sure yeah. these series go long, uh, especially in the Eastern conference uh, in round one, we had what three sweeps and, and the other two were four and one. So you I know, brought there, this there up to someone earlier a, this morning that things have been point. moving pretty quickly. Yeah. When you consider the NBA title is usually awarded like June 20th, June 21st and stuff like that. Seriously. Like they're ahead of the pace. You're right. Yeah, and and you know, in in particular, I think they know this is the sweet spot right now. They have the they have the media landscape pretty much to themselves. The NFL draft is gone is over. Uh, you know, Kentucky Derby sucking a little air out of the room this this week, but uh, not enough to to really make an impact. I think I I think the NBA, the refs, and you know, every all the all the stakeholders involved. Uh, would like to see these Eastern Conference series go long. Uh, and I think you're going to see, uh, you know, you have to just kind of be cognizant of who's refing games and, and which which ref, you know, which crews are, uh, you know, are somewhat susceptible to, you know, certain game scripts being played out to extend series. And, you know, in game two, I thought we, we saw that with, uh, with brothers and crew uh, in Milwaukee. So just keep your eyes open for who's who's got what game. All right, so we got about a minute uh, left here. You just brought up the Kentucky Derby. Do you like anything as far as the run for the Roses is concerned? Oh my goodness, it's such a it's such a compelling handicap this year. I was all in on Omaha Beach being by far and away the class of the field until he got scratched yesterday, and it completely turns the race on its head. Uh, I think you're probably if you're you know if you're the kind of handicapper who likes to key on a couple of horses at the top of a trifecta or a superfecta. I think the horses to, to do the most digging on are improbable and maximum security. Um, maximum security has got the speed, um, but he hasn't necessarily shown the ability to sustain that speed over um, a, as long a race as the Derby is. So he's a little bit of a wild card, a little bit of an unknown. Um, and, uh, and then on the flip side, improbable is, is the best and the, the most well-positioned of the Baffert horses. Uh, and as you look down the list of trainers and jockeys who are in this race, it's just a whole slew of inexperienced folks. Baffert is one of two trainers who has won the Derby before who has a horse in this race. Uh, you know, there are only two jockeys now with Mike Smith being, uh, you know, heading, you know, heading to the, to the grandstand to watch the race so he was you know he had basically made his choice i will ride for omaha beach now he's going to be watching uh you know that now there are only two jockeys who have ever won the Kentucky Derby before so this thing is wide open but uh, if i had to take one horse i'm looking for improbable improbable thanks well capper find him on thanks, twitter buddy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage on Radio, Fantasy Sports on Radio Network. I'm Kevin Betsy. 
Uh, we got uh, Marco D'Angelo, Wager Talks, going to join us from Las Vegas. Uh, in about 10 minutes at time, we'll talk Kentucky Derby, NBA basketball uh, with uh, Marco. Uh, we've got uh, Bobby Boston's on hold uh, right now. Um, he's ready to go. You know, we can make it. We can get him after. Let's just squeeze him in here. We'll do it quickly. And I'll tell you, Cam, too. And Yang, if you could, I didn't tell you before because the interview's a little shorter. It's, I think it's a little, we only had about six, seven minutes with him. He was, he was on the way to the track. There was noise and stuff like that. But, Cam, you know what we had on the morning show this morning? Who? Mike Smith. Mike jockey, Smith. Mike. Legendary yeah. jockey. Wow. Mike Smith, who would have rode the favorite horse yes. in the race. What a get. I got to hand it to you guys. I'm not buttering the company's bread here, but uh, you got Rice. You got Mike Smith. These are A1 people. Like These are A-plus people game. Good stuff. Yeah, and uh, Mike Smith picked the winner of the race, actually. So maybe we'll play that say? after. It's short. Well, well, tease it, we'll tease it, eh? Okay. Yeah. Nice teaser. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's a shorter interview, Yang, too. But so uh, don't worry. Yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll play it. it. Up we'll yeah. play it. All right, uh, Bob, Bobby Boston. Boston. What's up, Bob? Big game tonight for the Bruins. Hey guys, how you doing? Cam and Gabe, how you guys doing today? Big What's game up for the there, Bruins Bob? tonight, Bob. Who are you picking, Bruins or Jackets? Yeah, I'm going for the Bruins tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who do you like tomorrow, the Celtics or the Bucks? I like the Celtics. I like the Celtics. <laughs> I got, I'm not a big Bucks fan. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's really hey, awesome. Bob. Um, Bob from Boston. You really are turning well, into a Boston fan, Bob. Like, Bruins hey, and Celtics? Well, like, you got a barstool well, tattoo now, too? Huh? You got a barstool tattoo now? I never now? liked Duke. I Duke. never liked Duke. Duke's, Duke's in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I don't like Duke. I, All right, what's your prediction, like Bob? It. What's the final score? Boston and Columbus. Columbus. Oh, tonight? Um, I think the score will be 3-2. to two. Four. 3-2 Boston. All right, Bobby Three, Boston. Speak to you in the morning. Get your Kentucky Derby pick ready. Watch the pick tomorrow. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. everybody, I'm Cam Stewart, your Fantasy Sports News Update. Lots of baseball action today, and what a day for Thor. The Mets blanking Cincinnati one to nothing. Noah Syndergaard, complete game, four hitter, 10 Ks. And that's just not it, ladies and gentlemen. He got the only Mets run with a home run. What a day for the pitcher, fantastic. San Diego hammering Atlanta, 11-2 the final. Strom gets the win, Fulton Evitz the loss. Minnesota beating up on Houston, 8-2 final. Berrios, he wins his fifth of the year, 5-1. and one. Peacock, he gets the loss for the Strohs. Twins taking 3-4 from the Astros, good performance. Colorado beating up on Milwaukee, 11-6 the final. Johnny Gray the win, Freddie Peralta, he picks up the L. Tampa Bay and Kansas City, this one is now final. Rays win 3-1. Korolek the win, Peralta the loss, and Castillo, he picks up save number four for the Rays. St. Louis and Washington currently still in a rain delay. Games tonight, 8-10. 
Bob's Boston Red Sox laying 170 against the White Sox. Over under 8.5. Price Giolito. Last game on the board tonight, we got the Blue Jays and Angels. Angels minus 135. Over under 8.5. Sanchez versus Skaggs. The Cubs have reinstated shortstop Addison Russell following a 40-game suspension for violating the MLB's domestic violence policy. He's been sent down to AAA Iowa. Tyreek Hill's lawyer issuing a four-page letter to the NFL denying the child abuse allegations against the Chiefs receiver. Hill has been told not to participate in team activities after reviewing a troubling audio tape involving Hill and his fiancée. The pair were investigated for child abuse, but the case was closed due to lack of evidence over who committed the crime against their child. In today's letter, Hill's attorney, Trey Patton, writes that his client will cooperate with the NFL's investigation, and uh, the recordings have been made available to the league via the NFLPA. Hill is currently undergoing individual and family counseling right now. The Buffalo Bills want Bills Mafia to cool it down a little bit. The Bills now introducing a tailgate village for the 2019 season. Not cool, Marenti. No more fire, no more tables. They want a more family-style event instead of a bunch of piss tanks going through tables and lighting each other on fire, pure debauchery. The new table uh, village will cost about 15 bucks per person. The area is going to have tents, tables, and uh, a house DJ. Wow. So no more tailgating by your parked car and gunning Genesee lights. He gone. One more game in the NBA playoffs tonight. Raptors in Philly. Uh, the Sixers at 8 o'clock. This game tips off. Raptors laying one and a half. Money line, minus 120. Over under, 217 and a half. Best of seven series tied at one. Boston Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, suffering a mild heart attack this week, but he's on the men. Good news. The 60-year-old also suffered a mild heart attack in 2009, received immediate medical attention, and is expected to make a full recovery. He travels back to Boston later on tonight. Pair of games in the NHL playoffs. Columbus and Boston at 7.30 Eastern. Jackets minus 130, total 5.5 in this game. They're up 2-1 to one in the series. And game two of the double bill, 10 o'clock, Colorado plays S.J. Sharkey. Avalanche laying 130 over under 6. San Jose leads the best of seven series 2-1. to one. And the Sharks are now the current Stanley Cup favorites on the betting board, plus 325. Let's take a look at golf right now. It's Thursday, round one of PGA's Wells Fargo Championship from Quail Hollow. And we still have a four-way tie for the lead at four under par. Patrick Reed, we got Taylor, Martin Laird's there, and Adam Shank, all four under. Uh, right now, Rory McIlroy, he is in the mix at three under par out of the big names. Kelly McCrimmon has been promoted to general manager of the Las Vegas Golden Knights today. And Red Wings and Maple Leaf hockey legend Red Kelly has passed away at the age of 91. Kelly's eight Stanley Cups are more than any player in NHL history who didn't play for the Montreal Canadiens. He's been named as one of the 100 best players of all time. And his number four has been retired by Detroit and Toronto. Europa League soccer, game. I'm giving it all. Europa League, baby. Hey, we got Arsenal beating Valencia 3-1. Eintracht, Frankfurt, and Chelsea played to a 1-1 draw. I'm Cam Stewart. Hey, it's hour two coming up here on Red Heat and Rage, hosted by Gabe Morency. We got more sports talk and a hell of a lot of fun. Stay tuned, everybody. Hour two's next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Level two. Level two. You know, it was a fun morning show this morning. We had Paul Bovey in studio. Good to see nice. Paul. Um, Paul's great, uh, great uh, NBA prop player. It's funny. He brought up Kyle Lowry this morning, too. I said, what are you doing with the game? He says, the Raptors are going to win, but I'm hammering the props. Kyle Lowry over. And uh, I don't want to speak, but I believe 
You like Siakam over tonight. You think Siakam's going to bounce like back uh, with a big game tonight? I see Siakam is at uh, 20 and a half points. Um, so, Cam, when you were out, um, you know, buying burgers and stuff, I went through another pair of shoes, buddy. We had to we had to get a new pair, and it's too bad because on the outside they look good, but on the inside, the old stink foot is caught yeah. caught up to them. You know, so another one bites yeah. the dust, but we added a new one to the rotation. Not bad, huh? Under Armour nice. today. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, what? I'm going to tell you something about those two just from the looks. Yeah, show me again. I'll tell you. Those light Don't they shoes look comfortable? have more. They do. They're like they're like a better made version of Skechers for Howie Long. You know, hey, nice this car bigger. I want to feel comfortable. But I'll tell you something about those. You'll be happy with them because when you're like me and you and sw- uh, suffering from swamp foot, the heavier the shoe, the worse exactly. swamp foot you'll get. You need it Dude, light. You need the air pour. Uh, I was in the store. The side. I've, I've I was in the store. Yes. And I was like, you know what? And I, and I remember I used to always have like Air Jordan this and that. I was like, I, I was in that Too mood. Heavy. I'm in a basket. I'm in a basketball mood, and I went in there, and I'm like, oh, those are cool. I pick them up, and I didn't even know what they were. It turned out it was the Kyrie Irving, Nike, Diamond, whatever the hell. <laughs> and it's like, you know, 149 bucks, 139 bucks. Like you said, it's kind of clunky. And I realized, I'm like, man, I'm not, I can't be walking around. I'm not 17 years old. I can't be walking around with some, like, weird gold star on my shoe. And, like, this, this is nice and simple. It's like old man shoe, but not quite. You know what I mean? I'll give it's you like, another tip. I'll give you another between. tip with that shoe. It's very important, Gabe. You must listen to me because you want shoes to last. Heavy, heavy socks are another problem that contributes Big to problem. Yeah. Because yeah. when they get wet, they're harder and they seep in the thing. Try to wear, even though it's going to feel like you're sweating them more. I've been buying more dress socks for my shoes, and I tend to be getting a few more months out of them. Trust me, Gabe. You know, you trust me with a few things. Grocery shopping lists and stuff. I'm all over this stuff. We're on the same page. I bought yeah. I bought some socks today, and I hated them all. They're all too thick. Yep. Thick too cotton thick. socks. I'm like, man, uh, man like you said, swamp feet. foot. Yeah, that's you the problem, man. Foot. No, you need How much? thin dress shoes, socks. So let's play the prices right. Brand new how much, Under Armour. How much? Those how are much nice you think? shoes, man. How much You're you right, your shoe? style. I bet you yeah. bought that shoe. It's very nice. I think you got yeah, it uh, probably them, on I got sale. From, for... Got it from one of our sponsors. Uh, what Models? Models. Yeah, I got my. Uh, I got actually. I'll tell you a story about Models. When uh, Nando gave me that gift card a while ago, I walked in there. I got a champion T-shirt and two uh, two uh, beautiful my best underwear. I got Under Armour underwear. My balls have never been freer, Gabe. Like it feels great. <laughs> Air con- it's like they're air conditioned, man. I've never had a pair of underwear that was that dry. Dude, anyway, let's talk really, about uh, your shoes. Dude, 60, I'm, it's funny you say that because I've never thought. I've never thought about underwear too much in in the past, and I've ridden commando for a lot of years. But, dude, I bought uh, I bought some boxers from uh, Right Aid Pharmacy, and not a good Don't idea, bro. No, heavy. Ah, you know what's the word? Chafing and yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. readjusting. Get, I'm like that commercial well, Tommy John. I got yeah, the wedgies. I like yeah, man, I'm all over the place. Swamp crotch. Don't need that. I'll tell you something. You can't yes. put a price on There's good underwear. There's your promo. My balls have never been freer. My balls have never been freer, Yang. No more swamp crotch. Okay, swamp crotch? Oh, my God. That, yeah, that's no good. Swamp crotch? No good. No swamp swamp feet? I mean, like, you know, they have, like, you know, Dr. Shows. You know, yeah, foot, foot powder. This. Yeah. Remember the commercial, Yang? My feet smell so bad. My wife calls me swamp crotch. I love it, guys, Cap. 59 dollars 99 Great value. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Time decisions. Red Heat Rage or Radio. I tell you that first hour is going to be tough to top as we just wrapped it up. Uh, you can't get a much better plug for Under Armour uh, than oh, that. Yeah. As, uh, we and just uh, talked about their great shoes, and Cam talked about uh, how his, uh, his balls have never been freer since uh, Honestly, wearing Gabe, Under Armour boxers. It breathes and it's like spandex. I'm not going to say they're cheap. I got a two-pack at Modell for like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. That's a lot, $15 for a pair of underwear. You can't put a price on it. Never felt that. Is that bad. what you did with the gift certificate, the gift card? Yep. Yeah, I bought a champion shirt and uh, uh, and some underwear. 50 bucks right on the number. So, the lady he, goes, wow, you really nailed that hard. Like, no, I Jim Brown, it was exactly 50. <laughs> the Jim Brown jersey was exchanged, in other words, for two pairs of boxers and a champion. Because Cam... Cam won a James Brown jersey, Cleveland Browns, Jim Brown. Great jersey. Great jersey. Uh, but it didn't fit him, so I took it. And I had I won a $50 gift certificate, gift card from Odell's. So we exchanged the jersey for the gift card. But uh, let's bring that. Marco. Yeah, let's That's bring great. Marco to the edge. <laughs> in right now. Um, to help us talk Kentucky Derby and more, uh, wagertalk.com with Marco D'Angelo. Marco, always a pleasure. How you doing? Hello, Marco. Happy Christmas time. Hey, hello, Marco. Uh, hey, 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 hold how on you a doing, buddy? Good, on, good. Yeah. Oh, we were past this. There's basically, whenever there's like a little error, a miscue on the show, uh, Marco, we consider like our, uh, the producer's like a pitcher. You know what I mean? Like the, your mic level not being up, that's like a double right there. So we got a runner on second base. Not a run, run hasn't scored, but that's oh. a double, Yang. Just Get out of it. Score. Get out of the jam. Yes. Scorekeepers I, here, I, I, but you've gotten out of better jams than this, man. Yeah, yeah, you okay, better play well, some effort defense on the way out here. Now. You got All it, right. buddy. Hello, Marco. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Good stuff, Marco. So sorry. So, yeah, I just showed off. I said, yeah, Cam, I just bought some new shoes, Under Armour. Cam told me, yeah, my balls have never been freer since I've been starting wearing Under Armour boxers. So that, that's where we're at in level one. Hope you can I'll tell you what, uh, I'll try to top that. I don't know if I can do that. He set the uh, set the bar pretty high there, you know, whenever, you know, his balls have never been more yeah, comfortable. It's, uh, it's tough. It's a tough line to top. All right. So, all right, guys. Uh, Kentucky Derby, were you in on Omaha Beach before the scratch, uh, Marco? Yeah, I, I liked Omaha Beach a lot. It's a unfortunate situation for him. Uh, it's good that it's not a serious uh, injury that he has. It's not really even an injury. He's going to have a procedure done. Minor surgery. I've had it done to my horses uh, many times, and uh, he'll be back in a few weeks uh, as good as new. All right, so how um, do you agree with the new favorite right now? And we had the opportunity to speak to, uh, to Mike Smith this morning. Uh, we got lucky. Boom, it was off guard, too. They're like, hey, Mike Smith's coming on in a couple of minutes. So we spoke to Mike Smith, 
and uh, we asked him to, to, to cap the race. And, of course, there was a lot of talk, Marco, about him not riding Roadster and him going with Omaha Beach. He said it was a tough decision, uh, but he thought that Omaha Beach was the better horse for this track, not necessarily the better horse. He said just for this track, he thought it was uh, the best setting. But he didn't pick. He didn't pick uh, after Roadster to win. He actually said game winner. Uh, we asked him to, to to cap the race, and he said if uh, if he was going to the window, he would take game winner. Well, I'm taking a horse out of the Bob Baffert barn, but it's uh, game winner is on my tickets. There's no question about it. But the horse that I like a little better than that is the five-horse improbable, and it's yep. just because this is going to be the horse. He's going to get the best trip. Uh, having the five-hole, he's got enough tactical speed to get out of the gate and grab position where he wants to. Uh, he'll be sitting in what we like to refer to as the stalkers, and that's the best place to be in the derby. A stalking horse, obviously, is a horse that's just off those front runners. He'll get the first jump on the field. And uh, the jockey, last time they made a switch, they went to uh, Irod uh, Ortiz uh, on this horse, and he is a big upgrade over, you know, Drayden Van Dyke. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, he's a good, he's an up-and-coming jockey, don't get me wrong. And uh, he had a big year last year. He rides the Southern California circuit, had a big year. Uh, at Santa Anita and Del Mar last year. But, you know, to have Ortiz on this horse is huge, and this will be the second, uh, you know, ride. The first one, no matter what the trainers tell you and everything, you still don't know how that horse uh, is going to react and the things he likes to do and doesn't like to do till you actually ride him in a race. And now he's had one under his belt, raced very well in that race. And, oh, by the way, who was the horse he finished second to in his yep. last race, the Arkansas Derby, but it was Omaha Beach, and that was in only a second. Too. In yep, the slot, it was... right in the rain, and it's going to be this weather. I love that, that, you know, he nearly caught him there. He was coming on improbable, and now you have improbable running in the rain uh, or running in, in, in the soup, as uh, Kenny called it yesterday. Um, I was looking at improbable, too, as a very dangerous horse, Marco and Cam. And I know you're a big Irod Ortiz fan, Cam. Yes, I, I, I am. And I was going to ask Marco, too. Uh, it's funny. With Irad Ortiz, uh, Marco, I'm going with the brother, uh, Jose Ortiz. And he's on Tacitus. And I really respect Gabe. I think Gabe likes maximum security. He's at plus 850 right now. Tacitus, how, what is your feeling about that? And, you know, when you talk about certain trainers, Bob Baffert, he's there, been there, done that, and he's going to be there. When Bill Mott brings in horses, you know he kind of means business. He's just one of those guys like... Before him entering the Kentucky Derby, he has to think that his horse has a great chance. I'm seeing this horse at 9, 10 to 1, and he's the one I'll be betting on and putting it in exotics. What do you think of Tacitus there, Marco? Yeah, I have him in my exotics. The, the one thing I will say going in of the prep races, I thought the Wood Memorial was the softer of the field, and he was able in that race to be able – there was two horses on the front end that were going really stupid fractions, uh, and they were setting off the pace, and he was able to attack uh, that race and win the race easily when those two uh, horses uh, kind of, you know, suicide fractions on the front end were able to get tired, and they made an easy move and got the win. But he did race good. The thing that I uh, also like about, you know, Tacitus, this is a horse, he's 2-2 two two this year. Uh, starts 
this is the third start off of a layoff. You know, he raced twice last year, gave him a break, and then uh, came on for a three-year-old season. Generally, form cycle-wise, whenever you're uh, looking at these horses, the third race back off of a layoff is going to be the best race. You need that race or two to get tight again uh, and get a shape, and it looks like he'll be peaking at the right time on the first Saturday in May. The one thing with uh, William Ott, Bill Ott, he won every race, basically, in uh, horse racing. Uh, he's one of the best trainers in the game. The only race he has not gotten yet uh, is the Kentucky Derby. You know he wants it. This is probably his best horse, uh, having the opportunity to do so. And he'll be running kind of mid-pack. I expect him to get away seventh, eighth, uh, and be in that first group of closers, the, uh, the late stuckers, mid-pack. If it is muddy, the stone-cold closers uh, could have some problems. Horses, you know, you get the mud thrown up in your face, the track's bad. you got to navigate through 20 horses, you know, when you're coming from dead last or way in the backpack. So we'll see what happens with that. But this is a good horse to put on your ticket. The horse I want to talk about, guys, you mentioned him too. Maximum security. This horse is yep. undefeated, guys. But That's who I'm getting, going, yep. But he's not getting a lot of buzz, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this is a horse that first he's got four lifetime starts, four for four. You go back and look at that first race, the rest of his career. You could have bought this horse. He was a claiming race. You could you could have got him in a six thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know, tell me this, Marco. Oh my me, God, yeah, we, we told bought, you. We could have bought a race we've, horse instead of another horse. In six, we've raced in sixteen thousand dollar class before, and let me tell you. Our horse ain't winning the F in Florida Derby anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the this is the thing, guys. Those first three races, he raced against nobody. I mean, these these were nowhere yeah. near uh, Kentucky Derby caliber horses. His first test was the Florida Derby. I was at the Florida Derby live. Uh, went down there with our yeah, buddy. Yeah, I Ralph do a Michael. show with Maneri, so Joe was there with you guys, and he said it was a slow ass field. He said it was a slow race. Hold on, we're getting a real education in horse racing here for Marco D'Angelo. Beautiful. We'll take a break, and then we'll hit uh, Max on the other side. That's the guy I always take the Florida Derby winner. I'm glad you bring him up here. Uh, we'll definitely hit him. And for the, for the record, Mark Lawrence put us yesterday. He likes a uh, code of honor. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart Radio, now on YouTube as well. I'm Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down to Rage Redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart, uh, we're in uh, the New Jersey. Uh, we're on the Jersey uh, side of the Hudson uh, right now. Uh, Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart within a, uh, a trot of Woodbine Racetrack and Casino. And Marco D'Angelo joins us from Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you have a. Uh, we were talking to Mark Lawrence yesterday, and I asked him, I said, Mark, you have a, a Kentucky Derby ritual? And I assumed he goes down to Gulfstream, and he said normally he does, but uh, he's getting a new garage door. He's got a garage door problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was oh, that's no reason answer, to miss the Derby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. He said he's not missing the Derby. He said he'd be watching at home. 
He said, I'm very disappointed, guys. But I, the way he said it, he goes, I have problems at home I need to deal with. He's yeah, like, I, I got a group. garage door that needs to be uh, fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's the only time he can fix it. Something I don't know. So uh, what do you do? Do you go out? Do you watch it at home? Like, because um, me, I'm, I'm a little bit different. Like, you know, I talk about it like I'd never go to a house party for the Super Bowl or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't watch the Super Bowl with a bunch of people that are just there to, like, watch the commercials or whatever. So I, when, it, when it comes to a big game or a big bet for me, I'm either that guy, I'm alone, and I'm watching the game alone. And, you know, I'm, I got my computer, I'm in-game, and I'm on top of things. Or I'm old-fashioned, and I used to live in Vegas too, Marco. You can't, it's hard to beat the rush of a sports book, isn't it? Just like it just is. I don't like house parties, but even Super Bowls, I love the Super Bowl and a sports book. The raw emotion of a sports book for a major sporting event can't be beat. Oh, absolutely. We go, uh, the guys here, uh, we've had a tradition for several years. Uh, one of the casinos at the lower end of the strip, uh, South Point, always has a Kentucky Derby party. They put it in a big ballroom uh, with all the big screens, and they put uh, betting uh, windows upstairs in the ballroom. So we hang out there all day, bet, uh, bet the races, and um, there might be a few cocktails consumed. I, you know, I can <laughs> neither confirm or deny that. Yeah, leading into the Warrior uh, Rocket game that we'll get to in a second. All right, so as far as maximum security is concerned i brought it up uh, some people question uh, whether he can go this distance some people question how he's going to match up against these horses uh people question the field of the florida derby are you amongst them or do you like this horse well there were good horses in the florida derby don't get me wrong there but he stole the race he flat out stole the race with going the slow fractions nobody went with him he's a horse that's always on the front end and in that particular race there wasn't a lot of speed and he got left alone on top and he backed the half down to you know 48 and 4 and when i was sitting with the guys the minute that they put up the half time i immediately said if you got a closer rip up your ticket now you got no shot and that's what ended up happening so we didn't really learn anything about maximum security in that race because of the fractions. Uh, he's not going to get those cheap fractions here in a derby. There's too many horses in the race, too many horses that want position, too many horses because of the 20-horse field are going to be forced to gun out of the gate to try to get the position they want. So it'll be faster fractions. And he's going to get somebody run at him earlier than he did in the Florida Derby. So we'll see if he can carry that to the distance. I don't think he can. I will have him sprinkled on maybe the lower end of my exotics, the trifectas and the superfectas. But if he ends up winning this race, uh, it's going to be a bad day for me. It'll leave a bruise, let me tell you, because I won't have him on top. (laughs) But what I will tell you guys, and you mentioned Mark Lawrence gave you code of honor, That is a horse to circle in this race. And the reason I say that is because he did come out of that Florida Derby, and he was one of the stone-cold closers. He got away 11th in the race, and he able to make up ground and finish third in that race, going against very, you know, if you go very slow the first half of the race, the horse is going to go, you know, faster in the second half. And if you're way back, it's tough to make up that ground. He may, you know, he finished third. He passed the rest of the horses. I think with honest fractions and getting a good trip, code of honor is one of the horses you got to consider as a long shot in the Derby. Yeah, I, I, I like code of honor too. And before we get into the basketball, 
you know this, uh, Marco. Every time you're going to have a couple favorites, but there's a couple horses that always blow up the coat board. That's what they make those crazy. You read my bike, for like Who's the long shot? Thousand dollars. That's the thing. So, Court of Honor is fourteen. I've heard Bacoma as a guy that people like uh, Marco at twelve, but out of the ones by that my are standards, around, long shot. Yeah, like War of Will. Like what are the what are the ones that you like? could be there as one of the horses that's a big long shot that could finish top four or five and really uh, blow up the tote board there, Marco. Well, my sneaky horse in this race is win, win, win. And if you go back and just look at the best race and only focus in on the number of horse, watch the trip he got, watch road trouble that he had. He was just starting his big move coming from behind, and he just ran right into a wall of horses. His jockey had to literally jerk his head. He had to grab the reins so hard. Lost all momentum. Actually, you'll see the horse go backwards. Got him started back and then came on flying at the end of the bluegrass to finish second. I think if they go fast fractions and he gets a trip, you're going to see win, win, win flying late in the race, and it can blow up the tote board for you. And as far as uh, win, 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 too, I believe he's uh, he's raced in the rain successfully as well. Uh, we were breaking it down uh, earlier. Marco D'Angelo, you can find him over at Wager Talk Marco in Vegas uh, on Twitter. All right, man, it's, uh, it was man, fascinating, Marco. Uh, we just, I learned a hell of a lot listening to you break down uh, these races. Uh, but let's jump into the basketball. We spent a lot of the day today. I've had a lot of guests on from the morning and all day basically talking about the Raptors. I haven't met anyone who likes the Sixers so far today. There's been a little bit of a debate with the total. Uh, I was with Paul Bowlby this morning. I, I ripped the hell out of Paul when it comes to the NBA. And uh, he said he got a piece of the over in this game. Raptors are 6-1 and one to the under in the playoffs. Only given up more than 96 points once. Um, going on the road tonight, uh, what do you make of this game? And then what do you make of the weekend NBA card? Yeah, you look at this one tonight, and the situation is if you like Toronto, it's a correlated parlay, in my opinion. You're going to like the under with Toronto. If you like Philadelphia, you're going to think that it has more of a tendency to go over. For Philadelphia to win the game, even though they, get, they grab game two in a low-scoring game, that's not their style. They want to be more offensive and going up and down the floor. Uh, Philadelphia doesn't play the type of defense that Toronto does. Me, personally, I'm on Toronto tonight. Uh, I took a very small play on them tonight. I think they're the better team. I have them to win this series. Uh, Philadelphia, at times, they look like one of the best teams in the NBA, but too often they play inconsistently. Uh, it doesn't know who's supposed to be the star. Jimmy Butler had a big game last time out. Uh, I think Toronto shuts them down tonight. I like Toronto, and I'll be honest, this is one of those ones I have a small play on Toronto tonight. Um, if they don't get it, I will have a bigger play on them in game four. I definitely yeah, see yeah. them regaining home court advantage in this series, uh, grabbing uh, you know one of, the, one of these two games. I was on Philly in game two, uh, so we, uh, we cashed a ticket there, but I'm flipping over to Toronto tonight. You know, Marco, I played the Raptors in the series yesterday. I got a minus 174, and the number is pretty much higher everywhere right now, so I feel good about that. But exactly, I said the same thing last night. I said, guys, if you like the Raptors to win this series, they're going to have to win, you know, at least one of these games in Philadelphia. And it's pick your spot. You want to come in tonight? And basically the way I'm doing it is I played the series, and then I'll, I'll go into the shallow end tonight with the game, and as you stated, if they don't, then it's going to be a stressful all-in Sunday because I'm a big Raptor fan as well, Marco. And 
I'd be a hell of a lot more comfortable if they could just win this game tonight. But they had a bad game. The bench has been an issue. Uh, the bench has been non-existent, actually. Van Fleet played like 18 minutes. Didn't have any points. He was a plus-minus 18, atrocious. Norman Powell gave them nothing. Sergi Baca struggles if he doesn't get touches. And he's not like some, he needs to be on the floor more. But I think they'll be fine. So uh, what about that Houston Golden State uh, series? You say it's, uh, is Houston will broken right now? Because I get the feeling that they're going to get back home and, and the, the ball is going to go in for them a little bit more. Uh, it is, and I'll tell you, the way that I'd play this game, I what I didn't like about Houston is immediately after they lost game one and I was on Golden State in game two, I'll take the uh, you know the not-so-easy cover, but it was one of those ones where it looked like you were there the whole game. Uh, uh, they only covered by a point, but yet they seemed to be in command the whole time. You look at Houston, when you start pointing fingers and making excuses all the time, it's not a good situation. And, uh, you know, Marco, last year, I didn't mind. I did at first. Okay, they bitched like no one ever bitched after a game. But same with you and everyone out there. Oh, the league's gonna, the league is gonna, you know, they're gonna get calls the next game. And then when I saw they were crying about last year, Marco, I knew they were toasting game two. I'm like, yep, God, that, you guys are now the, crying about last year. You got a problem. That's exactly where I was at on it and why I was on Golden State. I think Golden State wins it. Everybody says this is a seven-game series. I don't see it going past six. I just think Golden State has something to prove because every time Houston opens their mouth, like you said, with, well, we should have had this and we should have had that, this is a situation where Golden State's got to listen to it the other way. And they're saying, hey, you know, all we're doing is keep winning, and yet you guys are keep yeah. chirping. they got something to prove on their end. If you want to take a shot with Houston, I think the best scenario is to grab them in game three, first half. Um, because you're going to have the electric crowd. You know they're going to come out energized. Uh, grab Houston first half. And I'll tell you what, if they do get that lead, um, you might be able to come back here, find a spot somewhere in the second quarter, early third, where you know it's at its peak, and grab some Golden State in-game. Uh, take the points because you know that run's going to be coming back the other way. You're a wise man, Marco D'Angelo. You're yep. a very wise man. Um, people can find them at uh, Wager Talk, some great cappers and some great content over at uh, wagertalk.com. Uh, Marco in Vegas on Twitter. Enjoy the race. Have fun over at the South Point. Thanks for joining us, Marco. It's always a pleasure, man. Anytime you need it. Uh, Marco D'Angelo with us. Great, great stuff. Smart guy, Cam, man. This guy really knows the ponies. He sure does. I like horse guys. Game time decision continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. For the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with dailyroto.com. Come to 8 Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in FanDuel or DraftKings tournaments or become one of the countless number of people who won thousands and thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using dailyroto.com, you're doing it wrong. 
Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount to get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same daily roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get a 10% discount today. And uh, we'll get into uh, to some NBA DFS. Didn't do well last night. Uh, unbelievable. Who would have thought I lost that stupid over in the basketball game? But Damian Lillard scores 14 points, and the Blazers still win. NBA playoffs yeah. have been whacked out. So speaking of whacked out, I just saw it. I don't mean to always get back to food here, Cam, but um, mm, I love it. I know. So I, I I just noticed that Burger King was trending. Oh, okay. On Twitter, and I have the New York City Twitter uh, Twitter trends. Uh, Minister Farrakhan is the number one tra- trending topic right now. His, uh, Facebook is banned, uh, Farrakhan. Uh, number two is uh, Joe Biden faces backlash after video surfaces of him praising Dick Cheney. Uh, trending number three, Noah Syndergaard. I don't even click anymore with Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard's like always unhappy. This guy. <laughs> I thought Ricky Henderson pitched a lot. Like, yeah, uh, he had a great you know, game so today. It was for good no, reasons. I know. Today, I know. Good I know. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and the number four trending. I'm just saying he's always trending. Syndergaard in here. So the fourth, uh, the fourth trending topic, Burger King. I'm like, all right, let me see what they got. Some crazy new burger. What's going on here? So this is uh, so it's Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May uh, in the United States of America. Mental Health Awareness Month, and Burger King is uh, honoring uh, mental health. And so you know. Their, their saying was always, have it your way. Yeah, have it your way. <laughs> so now this month, the hashtag is feel your way. Now, basically. Feel way? Yes. Yeah. I know. So I basically, like that's the hashtag. I so like basically, it. the campaign is because nobody is happy all the time. It's almost like the anti-McDonald's, like a happy meal. So instead of a happy meal, it's called the DGAF meal. And at first, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that means. DGAF, but don't give a F. <laughs> oh, don't give a F meal. Okay, I see. I see. They have another wow. one called the pissed meal, the blue meal, the yes meal, and then it. DGAF meal as part of mental health awareness and like the there's like different boxes like the pissed meal they why did they just come up with the angry meal instead of piss meal like I well, they have, what am I buying a box of piss like the, uh, angry, the angry whopper is there saying the angry whopper <laughs> yeah let me let me retweet this cab so you can see this for real yeah, I, I know it's hard to hard to grasp yeah. and I'm gonna tell you this I know Burger King. The thing about Burger King is, I'll give them credit for one thing. I think their uh, croissant, which breakfast is killer. I like the fact that I can get tots instead of just like regular hash browns. I think it's a nice choice. Pretty good breakfast. I got an issue with the nuggets. I they got they got to do something about those nuggets. We've been talking about it for a long time. I know Buck yeah, Alley Nine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. Like when 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 rats are turning away, uh, you know, nuggets, it's it's a problem. Like those nuggets. They need a new chicken recipe. I don't even care if they're two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Just get better nuggets. <laughs> so I like what I can just see you walking in here. Yeah, can I get the uh, can I get the uh, the don't give a uh, f meal? 
I, you know, they should just call it that all the time because if you're eating this stuff every day, you clearly don't give a crap. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'd almost think this is like a uh, April Fools or something like that, but no, they're that serious. It really is. For mental health awareness, so like each box is like a different color and stuff like that. I don't know. I just don't like the sound of a pissed meal. I don't want a pissed meal. No, nor do I. I'm just checking out your Twitter too, and it's great. Like you have the screenshot of your Under Armour shoes. I got to admit, you only paid an extra 10 bucks, and your shoes are so much better than the, the Dr. Scholl's model. I'm not really down with uh, the style of them. You, you're, the Under Armors look way better. Good purchase. All right, so, yeah, here it is. Burger King was taking a swipe at McDonald's with its own versions of a Happy Meal because nobody is happy all the time. I actually think it's a good, uh, it's a good promo. Yeah, They're admitting that, listen, you're not happy. Ronald McDonald isn't lending you money. You know, you're getting divorced. You're divorced. You have to pay the bank back for that house that uh, you don't like that you live in anymore. And, um, you know, car payments. And, you know, people think, oh, we call it a Happy Meal and have a clown scare the hell out of you. It's going to make people happy. I like the fact that Burger King is embracing the fact, you know what? My life sucks, and I'm going to Burger King to have a Whopper. It's kind of funny, too, when you look at the box of the pissed meal. It's almost like... uh the squiggly line in Charlie Brown's shirt or like a Weezer logo or just kind of kind of interesting, like their pissed meal with their uh, little logo there. It's uh, very, yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll get I back no to it. I like that. Actually, I got to be honest with you. I, I like no that. I like the pissed the... meal either. I think it's actually, I, I went with you. It's kind of like they're going out there. Boom. Let's get it done. You know, it'd be great too. You can go in drunk and like when you go in, like it's the pissed meal, like you get to <laughs> yell at them. I'll take that pissed off meal now. <laughs> I like it. salty meal. I don't give an F meal. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> How many people are going to tell them I don't give a fuck? Give me that. Yeah, well, that's, that's going right. to be the favorite meal. That's the yeah, hot yeah, That's the drunk Burger King. Hey, give me the Go I don't greater. give a. Um, <laughs> all right. But Mike Smith, join us on the morning show. It's just a quick uh, five, six minute hit. He was busy. Mike Smith, Hall of Fame jockey. That everybody in the studio got very excited about when I told them the one and only Mike Smith will be joining us on the morning show. Mike, good morning. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us this morning. Thanks for having me. Well, I know you must be a little bit disappointed. Uh, Omaha Beach is a scratch, uh, but as somebody that owned a harness race, uh, brief uh, harness race horse briefly, I understand disappointment's part of the horse racing business, Mike, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it certainly is, man. It's 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 a tough part, but uh, it happens. Uh, believe it or not, sometimes quite often, you know, these are animals, live animals, we're dealing with, and you know, one little bitty hiccup, and you're and you're off off track, you know. So, but the good thing is, your horse is going to be fine. It's nothing, you know, life threatening, and uh, we'll we'll live to fight again. So, well, so what is your what does your weekend look like now? What does your schedule go to, and what uh, what are some of the races it's that you pretty, focus in on now? Pretty much. The, it's pretty much the same as it was before, to be honest with you. I've got several to ride. Got some other really, really good horses and races to ride in, and uh, so I'm just going to concentrate on those and, and uh, see if we can still have a big week, man. There's some other, you know, wonderful races as well. 
Yeah, Mike, I got to ask you, too, the decision. It's it's amazing how everybody was focused on, you know, what's Mike Smith going to do? Omaha Beach, Roadster. Uh Uh, But I don't think a lot of people understand just how tough a decision that is for somebody like you in that position. Can you kind of just walk us through? I mean, you're basically handicapping the horses yourself, too, right? I mean, you want to win, don't you? And you don't want to piss everybody off. So it's a tough decision for you. Yeah, that one was probably the toughest, I'd have to say, in my career. Uh, you know, having to pick between two horses and then, uh, you know, just coming off of winning the Triple Crown for, for one of the, you know, for trainer of Roadster and Bob Baffert. And, but, uh, you know, I was there were great connections. Everybody was really good about everything before I made my decision. So there was no, was there going to be any ill feelings? It was just a matter of who I thought was the horse for this race, period. Not not who I thought was the best horse, just the, the horse that I thought that was going to be better suited for this race and i i truly believed it was omaha and 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 still do uh and then to watch him train the way he was training over this track i was even even more confident and excited about you know about my choice and you know now things have just totally changed this is part of the game and you and you move on you know i'm guessing you're going to be rooting for roadster here or are you going to be cheering oh, for yeah. roadster here in this I'm race a, they got a they got a they got a glorified cheerleader now man i'll be, I'll be cheering for big time if i don't if i don't ride the race i'll be I'll, I'll be hoping he wins it and as far as capping the race um is does roadster become uh the horse to beat now when you when you're handicapping this race how do you look at it and how much of an impact uh, does the weather have coming into this there's a lot of talk about omaha beach and the arkansas derby and the rain but improbable raced in the rain as well in the slop. And we were talking about an earlier, Mike, in which we don't know. I mean, there's, people always ask, who who's good in the slop? Who's good in the soup? But I guess you don't know until the horses ran in the slop, right? Yeah, you really don't. Uh, improbable is going to have a big chance. The Roach is going to have a huge chance. But I, I still think the horse to beat and still thought that going in, even when I was in it, was the game winner. Uh, even even defeat, you know, you got to run your A plus race to beat him. He's tough, tough horse to beat. I think he'll get the mile and a quarter, and I still think he's the horse to beat in in, in my opinion. And saying that, there's some other horses been training very well. Uh, Bill Mott's uh, horse that won the Wood Memorial is going to be really tough. Uh, Water Wheel uh, drew a horrible post, but he's training extremely well. Uh, Maximum straight training, good. There. I mean, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a race. But I, I would have to say, if I had to choose one, if you gave me a choice, uh, it would either, either be Roadster or, or a game winner. Mike, this is uh, just a general question. Obviously, you've stayed in the game a long time, overcome a few serious injuries, notably a broken collarbone, a fractured vertebrae. What do you attribute your longevity to? How have you remained at the top of your game, even at the tender age of, I think it's 53? By the way, we met at Del Mar over the summer. Oh, all right, good. Well, you know, it's just, you know, I made you know, physical fitness a way of life. And I, when I was in my early 20s, and I really just, I really stuck with it. Uh, probably because I enjoy it so much. You know, I love feeling good. It makes you feel good. It keeps you Happy, healthy, fit, strong. Uh, it's great for your mental as well. Um, you know, I think it's paid off in, in, in my later years in life. My longevity is is, is, is because of, of, of training and working out and eating right, you know, taking care of your body. So, Mike, tell us about some of the horses that you're going to be for eye on. Uh, the two most notable would be McKenzie and, and, and Marty's Freedom. I mean, they're both going to have a big shot. We'll see if I can... I can do some good, man.
I got a I got an outside shot in in, in the Oaks too with a filly called Motion Emotion. It's going to be a tough race, but she's not without a chance to run well. So those will be my best shots. And and uh, matter of fact, going to get ready to head to the track as we speak right now. So I'm going to have to have to get off, guys, man. But I appreciate you talking to you and. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I can still have a big week, man. It's going to be a fun derby to watch, watch regardless, you know. Well, I'll be backing you. You because, will. Yeah, well, I'll be backing you. I know you're going to have a big weekend uh, here. At, you know, hey, the horse racing business works in, in mysterious uh, ways, but nobody knows that uh, more does, than you, a does. triple crown winner, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it really does. You don't know what can happen, man. That's one thing about a horse racing. That's sticking around long enough. Something will change and go your way. Also. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Thanks for the time, champ. Oh, you bet, guys, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Heading into uh, level three as we uh, wind down the second hour of the program. Another strong uh, show, been a strong show of uh, strong shows all week. Great guest all week on the morning after, and uh, great guest uh, here on Game Time Decisions. Uh, big man on campus uh, will join us as uh, we'll have to get a Philadelphia uh, perspective, perspective a little bit. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I haven't heard one person. Marco D'Angelo's we we just heard, very smart guy. He said he's on the Raptors. Uh, Whale Capper, very, very smart guy. He said earlier in the day, he said there's very influential money coming in on the Raptors all day long. I just saw the Greek uh, sportsbook uh, tweet out, uh, sharp money on the Raptors. It's, um, you know, the, the money. Look, not a lot of respect for the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll put it that way. Mark Lawrence brought it up yesterday, Cam. I mean, yeah, the Raptors are good, but Philadelphia are a three seed. At home, who are a home underdog, and you and I have talked about this. It's the problem with the Raptors; they're priced like the Golden State Warriors or something. Like that's they're like that's they, the thing. they really are. That's like they're the road thing. favorites at Ridiculous. Philadelphia against a three seed. This isn't Orlando. Yep. At your sports book, I would have made Philadelphia probably minus one and a half too. I would have reversed the line. Another thing, Gabe, about this game. Uh, I will say this though: people are smashing the Raptors because of one thing. If you watch that game, like you and I did the last game. Nobody had more open opportunities for shots, and usually pros knock them down. The Raptors don't know. There's no guarantees that they're going to, but after Kawhi drive, they had a lot of open looks, and I got to believe they shoot the ball a lot better. He was the only damn guy who showed up in game two. Um, I'm looking at some props uh, for tonight. I'm going to get involved. There's only one NBA game on the board here tonight, Cam, so a little, uh, little player prop action, and people seem to be excited about the player prop action. So Kyle Lowry. Uh, goes back uh, to Philadelphia. Of course, he's from uh, Philadelphia. Will Capper brought it up. He normally plays well. Uh, there he's going to be fired up. And Lowry actually hasn't been a problem in this series. People like to pick on oh, Lowry, hasn't. but 
Lowry's nope. played well. He's been like very consistent. If you look at a plus minus when he's on the floor, he plays good defense. He's at, you know been, he hasn't been an issue. It's been everyone been else. Abaka's uh, been too bad. He's been kind of his head's Abaka's in the clouds there. He has yeah. been terrible. Uh, Siakam's been good, and, and and Leonard's been absolutely amazing as advertised. You're right. If I rank the Raptors, Kyle Lowry's still in the top three. Time for these other guys. He scored hey, 20 points, dude. He I know. 20 points, guys, five rebounds, and five assists the other night. They only scored 89 points. What yeah. the hell do you want him to do? He was involved in like 35% of their offense, and he's playing defense. Exactly. exactly. Fred Van Fleet played for 18 minutes, didn't score a damn point. That guy's terrible. Old. I'm telling yeah, you, man. He, they they traded the wrong guy in Delon Wright. We should have like I don't know like we I don't know why we threw in so much on that effing deal. Yeah, it's a good point, Gabe. You lose you lose you lose Valanciunas. Delon Wright's going to be a young star. He's going to get better all the time. Well, we Red signed Man Jeremy Lin. They don't want to play no him. Streak, you know what I mean? Lin's Lin's awful. Yeah, like they're like they don't they don't trust Lin to play the playoffs. So suddenly we're our bench that's supposed to be great is better than Alex Field. Zach, gotta hey man, gotta hit your damn shots. You gotta help Kawhi out.